This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. On this day in 1948, the House Un-American Activities Committee held a highly anticipated and televised congressional hearing known as Confrontation Day. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering Confrontation Day, the first ever televised congressional hearing by the House Un-American Activities Committee. Let's go back to Washington, D.C. on the morning of August 25th, 1948. Forty-four-year-old Alger Hiss strode confidently into the caucus room. TV spotlights and cameras swivel to capture his lanky frame and serene face. Hiss knew it mattered today more than ever to appear calm. The charges against him were grave. He was accused of being a member of the Communist Party. At the front of the room, members of the House Un-American Activities Committee, or the HUAC, eyed Hiss with suspicion. In their 10 years of operation, they'd seen plenty of stoic faces like his. Alger Hiss was a former government employee himself. He'd worked inside the U.S. State Department and had even had a hand in the creation of the United Nations, stepped away from the government to become president of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. On paper, Hiss seemed flawless, but his track record hardly mattered in light of the current Red Scare, the widespread fear of communism that gripped America after World War II. Communist sympathizers and spies could be hiding in every nook and cranny of America. It was up to the HUAC to root them out. But the HUAC actually hadn't been the ones to discover Hiss. He was here today because of a unique chain of events stretching three years back. In 1945, a woman named Elizabeth Bentley went to the FBI and confessed to being a former Soviet spy. In the process, she accused more than 100 people of espionage, including dozens of U.S. government officials. Alger Hiss was among those named as a possible conspirator, but Bentley's lukewarm accusation wasn't what brought him to the stand today. One of the other people she had named was a senior editor at Time magazine, 47-year-old Whitaker Chambers. He was called in to testify in early August of 1948. There, Chambers confessed to having been a member of the Communist Party back in the 1930s, he had since become an avid anti-communist, and in an effort to clear his name and conscience, Chambers listed all the people he could think of who had belonged to the Communist Party. Again, one of the names was Alger Hiss. 
This double accusation was enough for the HUAC to firmly pursue Hiss, but in the weeks following, he vehemently denied the accusations. Meanwhile, his story leaked to the press. It caused such a national sensation that the HUAC decided to televise today's event. Both Hiss and Chambers were sworn in before the room of over 500 reporters and congressmen, not to mention the Americans watching at home. When Hiss was asked whether he could identify Mr. Chambers, he responded, yes. He recognized Chambers as being George Crosley, a freelance writer he'd met back in the 30s. Hiss said that Crosley had approached him for information to put in news articles. He'd also leased an apartment to Crosley and even loaned him some money and a car. But that was where their acquaintance had ended. Hiss swore he never knew that Crossley was, in fact, Whitaker Chambers, much less that Chambers was a communist. But Chambers was equally adamant. He said Hiss had belonged to the same communist organization as him in the 1930s. He said their group had been tasked with installing communist members and sympathizers inside the U.S. government. People like Hiss. Chambers even claimed that after he had defected from the party, he'd gone to Hiss's house to persuade him to do the same, but Hiss had rejected him. Confrontation Day, as the press dubbed it, ended in a stalemate. It was up to the HUAC to decide which man was telling the truth. Was it Hiss or Chambers? Up next, Chambers releases a strange set of evidence. Hi, listeners. There's a new Spotify original from Parcast you do not want to miss. It's called Very Presidential with Ashley Flowers, and it uncovers the most damning details surrounding history's most high-profile leaders. Every Tuesday through the 2020 election, host Ashley Flowers shines a light on the darker side of the American presidency. From torrid love affairs and contemptible corruption to shocking cover-ups and even murder, she'll expose the personal and professional controversies you may never knew existed. You'll hear some wildly true stories about presidents such as Richard Nixon, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, JFK, and more. Very Presidential highlights the exploits you never learned in history class, but probably should have. Family drama, personal vices, dirty secrets. These presidents may have run, but they most certainly can't hide. Follow the fantastic new series, Very Presidential with Ashley Flowers, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On August 25, 1948, the House Un-American Activities Committee held Confrontation Day, a dramatic televised congressional hearing. 
Alger Hiss took to the stand to defend himself against accusations from Whitaker Chambers, calling him a former communist. Two days later, Whitaker Chambers appeared on Meet the Press, a radio program to discuss the case. When asked about Hiss, Chambers answered definitively, Alger Hiss was a communist and may now be. In the weeks following, Hiss sued Chambers for libel, but this reaction only made Chambers dig his heels in further. At a later deposition, Chambers elaborated on his initial story. Not only was Hiss a communist, he had participated in Soviet espionage. Specifically, Chambers accused Hiss of having stolen sensitive documents during his career at the U.S. State Department. Chambers claimed that Hiss had passed these papers on to him and that he had sent them to Moscow. Then in November, Chambers provided the first bit of proof. They were 65 State Department documents from 1937 and 1938, and Chambers claimed they had been retyped from the originals by Alger Hiss's wife, Priscilla. He also handed over handwritten State Department memos, and sure enough, the writing matched Alger Hiss's. This evidence was incriminating for both Hiss and Chambers. It would mean they had both lied under oath about espionage activities, subjecting them to potential charges for perjury. But Hiss stuck to his original story. He had never been a communist, and he didn't know Chambers as anything other than George Crosley. Then on December 2nd, 1948, Whitaker Chambers provided an unlikely clue. He brought two HUAC investigators out to his pumpkin farm in Maryland. There, Chambers showed them a hollowed out pumpkin. Inside were three rolls of undeveloped film and two strips of developed film, all depicting documents from the State Department and Navy, as well as notes in Hiss's handwriting. Chambers claimed he'd received these rolls directly from Hiss and that he'd held on to them as safeguard after he defected. The pumpkin papers, as they were known, blew the Hiss case wide open. He was summoned before a grand jury where he denied having anything to do with the film. The statute of limitations for 1930s espionage activities had just expired, so ultimately Hiss was charged with two counts of perjury, lying about having not seen Chambers since 1937 and lying about passing on documents. Then in November of 1949, Nearly a year after the pumpkin papers first came to light, a woman named Hida Massing testified to having been a Soviet agent. She too claimed to have known Alger Hiss and that he had been a communist. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. Two months later, in January of 1950, Hiss was found guilty of perjury and sentenced to five years in prison. Hiss was locked up, but not forgotten. His guilty verdict paved the way for deeper communist scare tactics throughout the late 1950s, specifically the tactics of Republican Senator Joseph McCarthy. 
In the aftermath of Hiss's trial, McCarthy remarked that the State Department had been thoroughly infested with communists. This sentiment guided his own vicious campaign against suspected communists throughout the 50s, dubbed McCarthyism. And McCarthy wasn't the only one to rise to fame. Congressman Richard Nixon also became a household name, largely due to his participation in the Hiss case, a whopping two decades before he ever took a seat in the Oval Office. As for Alger Hiss, he was released from prison after 44 months. He died in 1996 at the age of 92. Throughout his long life, he always maintained his innocence. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories about government subterfuge, check out the ParCast original, Espionage. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free, from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Ali Wicker. I'm Vanessa Richardson. It's the most powerful position in American politics, and arguably the world. But behind the oath to preserve, protect, and defend lie dark secrets posed to leave some legacies in disgrace. Don't forget to check out the new Spotify original from Parcast, Very Presidential with Ashley Flowers. Every Tuesday through the 2020 election, host Ashley Flowers shines a light on the darker side of the American presidency, exposing wildly true stories about history's most high-profile leaders. To hear more, follow Very Presidential with Ashley Flowers, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.